Hello and welcome to this week's Positive Recovery with Karina, being made for www.sabertownpodcast.com and my YouTube channel, Positive Recovery with Karina. So I'm going to dig in my cookie jar. I'm sorry for the delay, but Kerry just delayed some stuff, but hopefully my throat is a bit better now. And this is from Maka. And it says, facing fears and doing it anyway, and paralysed by fear as well, by Virginia. So there was two people came in there, and it's talking about fear. And I've just been talking to someone about fear this morning, actually. The feeling of fear is very, very similar to excitement. In fact, it's the same feeling, isn't it? The butterflies in the tummy, the shakes. Yeah, just everything that, that we feel, it's the same emotional, or not emotional, but the same physical reaction we have to fear and excitement. And it's how, how do you find the two? But fear is actually manifested in our brain, in our head, in our mind, isn't it? The only thing that, that makes us fear stuff is ourselves, really. But fear is also part of our system that keeps us safe. Uh, it's the part that kept our ancestors safe, who gave us the strength to run from the, the fight or flight or freeze response that we had from chasing the tigers from our adrenaline. And I call it like the fire alarm in our brain. It's actually a part called the amygdala. And when we see danger, then it goes off, sprinkling adrenaline throughout our body, which gives us the strength to either run or stand and fight. And then there's also the, the response that came later, which was freeze. And those people that froze, well, they tended to get eaten by the saber-toothed tiger. And we still use uh, adrenaline and fear and anxiety today in the same way. It makes us look both ways before we cross the street. It makes us be wary of stuff. It keeps us safe. But the problem is that, is that we have, what, well, free-flowing anxiety. We start to get a lot of adrenaline when there isn't really any danger, but we start to see danger and we start to perceive danger and we start to perceive fears. And some fears can be very real in that they're very physically threatening to us, such as an earthquake or a volcano or a car accident. Something physically happening can physically threaten us. But other forms of fear are because we think something terrifying is going to happen. And it can stop us actually doing things. Some people, it can stop them even going outside their front door. So fear can be very, very, very crippling, really, very disabling to so many of us. So how do we face our fears and do it anyway? One of my fears for many, many years has been flying. I, I hate flying. It's the thought of being stuck in that metal smarty tube flying up through the sky and being in control of somebody else, namely the pilot. Yes, I figure it's far better for the pilot to be in control of that plane than me, but I don't like it. And I have a fear of falling out of the sky and having no control over that. But I still get on the plane and I still fly, or I used to. I haven't flown for a few years. But the old me used to do that with sleeping tablets and alcohol. So I have not yet faced that fear and done it anywhere way with 
without alcohol. I haven't done it sober. So that will be something, my next challenge probably of, of how to do it. And the thing is with our fears is once we do, you know, face them, we can realise that it wasn't so bad. After all, I mean, when I get off of a plane, I, I get off every time and I go, oh, that was a lovely flight if I could have just relaxed. You know, the, the, the act, what am I seeing? I'm taking off, I'm looking down at beautiful land below me, all different sceneries, I'm flying across thousands of miles. It can be amazing. And the only person stopping me have, having that amazing experience is, is me because of my fear, because of my thoughts, because of my altered and unhelpful thinking. And the way we have to break it down is that there's nothing wrong with flying. Millions of people do it safely every day. The only thing wrong with me flying is what my brain is telling me. So it can be helpful to scale that fear sometimes to, to go, right, well, what is actually happening here? There's nothing actually wrong happening here. What's actually happening is I'm getting on a plane and then I can measure how my shakes is, how my stomach feels, do I feel sick? What's happening? How do I feel physically? How do I feel emotionally? And what's my actual thinking? Well, my actual thinking is I'm going to fall out of the sky. What's it going to be like if I fall out of the sky? Well, <clears throat> what's it going to be like if I don't? How wonderful could that be if we just had a, a nice experience? So I kind of try and tell myself to just not panic unless I have to. If the plane starts falling out of the sky, then I can worry about it. Why worry about something that hasn't happened? Because that's what makes the fear. So even scaling it back to people that are afraid to go out of their own homes, the actual fear is in the thought of going out. Once we actually get our foot outside the house, it's not quite as bad as we thought it was going to be. The fear is actually in the build-up. Once we take that step out, it may heighten initially. We might get really dizzy, think we're going to pass out, start hyperventilating. But eventually, we will see if we stay out there, nothing happens. The only thing that's happening to us is us, what we're doing to ourselves. So it's really important to learn things such as breathing exercises, to just learn to control our breathing. And when we get really panicky, the best way when we feel that we can't breathe is to do a forced breath out, just breath out really hard. So, <sighs> and when we do that, we automatically have to breathe in. And then from there, we can slow and regulate our breathing. You don't have to worry too much about this breathing in for three, holding it, breathing out for four. Just make it slow and regular. And if you're really panicking, you can just cup your hands over your nose and your mouth and just take regular slow breaths because when we start to feel dizzy, when we start hyperventilating and <laughs> we're not breathing in the right amount of blood gases and that's what makes us feel tingly and dizzy. So if we can just get those gases back to normal, then that will really, really help. So our breathing really, really is the most important thing to do. To catch ourselves and catch our thoughts of, how we're feeling and what the fear is actually about. Is our fear real? Is it realistic? I mean, yes, it's very real to us, but do we need to be as fearful? What is the actual reality? Because the problem is, is with our thoughts, we heighten ourselves up so much before we've even stepped out of that door. 
that we're already fearing stuff because we've made it so big in our head. But it's trying to draw back to the reality and saying that there is fear. There is fear. But that's okay. We have a choice, though. We have a choice to feed into that fear. And one of the ways we feed into fear is by avoiding doing things. Because the more we avoid to do things, we don't have to face that fear. But the next time, it's even more fearful because we avoid it and avoid it and avoid it. Or we numb it, you know. I was probably fearful of the world, fearful of life. I was afraid of everything, really, looking back on it now. And that's why I drank. I was afraid to say no. I was afraid to upset other people. I would just behave like a doormat and then until my needs weren't met. And then I'd just drink to numb it all. So I wonder the really good things to come to grips with is the fact that we're not alone. Everybody is afraid. Everybody is afraid of something. It's not something that's unique to us. Perhaps we're going on a subway and we're sitting there on the subway and we don't like being on the subway. Perhaps we don't like making eye contact with other people or talking to other people. But if we just sit and think about it, we're not alone. Everybody around us is afraid and fearful of something. So how do we face our fear and do it anyway? Well, we have a choice. It's accepting our area of control. It's our hula hoop. Up our outstretched arm span. Stretch your arms out. Swing around from the waist. That's our area of control. We have no control outside of there. But, you know, sometimes we don't have any control over our thoughts either. But we can. If we can just start to recognise our thoughts, just start to break them down, try to make them see the reality of our thoughts. What's real? What's not? Is anything real anyway? Or is it all a matter of our perception? Is it all what we make it? Everything is different for all of us. I'm sitting here looking out the window at the leaves on my tree and I can see a beautiful colour green. Some are a beautiful colour brown now because it's getting to autumn. And you look at those leaves and you see green and you see brown because that's what you've been taught that colour looks like. The colour that you see, the green that you see, You've been told that that is green, unless you're colourblind, obviously. Or that colour that you see there is brown. Do you see it the same colour that I see? How will we ever know? We don't, because everybody's perceptions are all different. And we only give meaning, the only meaning that life actually has is what we take in and what we make it mean. In Buddhist terms, they say there are no problems out there. There are no problems. The problems are only what we make, what we make of things in our own mind. It's how we perceive things, how we think of things, and what we do with those thoughts that matter. And we can allow our thoughts and our fears to paralyse us and stop us from living. Or we can take action and we can start taking steps to take control back from our thoughts. And stopping it from testing us for doing things. Let's face it, when we first stop drinking, our biggest fear is the fear of never drinking again. Oh my goodness, how can I never ever drink again? 
And now I have a fear of ever drinking again. So that was a big fear of mine, a huge fear when I stopped drinking. But there was nothing to be fearful of. The fear was literally in my own mind, of my own doing. So perhaps today, just take a look at things that you're fearful of and just start to break down what that's actually about, what the fear actually is. Except that there is fear. There is fear in the world. There is suffering in the world. But a lot of it is of our own making. And try to take some steps today to just break down some of that fear and take that first step outside the door, even if it's just dipping your toe. I hope that's been of help. I hope you have a wonderful week. Not another drop, no matter what. Take care, and I'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye for now.